Can I do my clappy thing now? You can do whatever you want, Cassim. <laughs> the last thing I'm going to try to do is wrangle your ass. I love that we do these podcasts and we get to just like watch these people working on the roof across the street the whole time. It looks like I'm having like contemplative moments or whatever, but I'm just really like looking up at this dude hanging off the side of this building. I know, but then he's like barely tethered. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's the most interesting thing we've ever seen from our apartment. Besides yeah. that time, well, we went to a neighbor's apartment and saw the uh, plant explode across the way during like oh my Sandy God, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Oh my during God, Hurricane was, Sandy. We were just so looking crazy. out the window and the fucking power plant across the river exploded. The whole sky turned green. It was wild. Yeah. That's pretty uh, crazy. Um, that was back when, uh, like the first floor was flooded, like up a, up a whole floor Mm -hmm. was flooded in New York city. Like knowing that that's possible in New York kind of just like changed the game for me energetically of being like, Whoa, we're so fragile here. Yeah. They, they know to, they, obviously they have it down to a science, but they were like, this is evacuation zone one, zone two, zone three. And zone one ends at our block right there. So I just moved our car onto our block and it fucking flooded right up to there. I know. Like it, it just like the flood just like came right up to the border of zone two. And ours wasn't one of those cars that floated away, right. which was insane. I don't think we're at risk of tsunami the way the West Coast is. But if we were like Manhattan and Brooklyn, like would be underwater. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're at risk of losing this city for sure. So for, for so sure. many Something reasons. Something needs to be done. Yeah. Something needs to be done to ruin uh, the city. <laughs> no, to protect us. Oh, to protect us. <laughs> the way you said it, I was like, I thought you were like, fuck this city. Something needs to be done. No, I love the city. <laughs> I love the city. My people have been in the city for like four generations in Brooklyn. <laughs> You're a Brooklyn baby. Hell yeah. My great, even my great grandparents came here from Ireland mm-hmm. on both sides. Yeah. That's how long we've been in Brooklyn. That's wild. Yeah. I love this city. I want to see it thrive. I want to see it do well. I want to see it returned to uh, a working class type of place, not mm. a place that's run by elites and owned by elites. Yeah, it's kind of like Disney World now. You know, it kind of feels like corporate. Like Williamsburg went from like kind of this uh, rugged like this city is a, a energy. gritty place you didn't really want to go before like before 2000 that was there was not a place you wanted to go and even into the 2000s for a little bit and then you just saw it become because artists came there and started making cool venues and cool bars cool art spaces the the land values go up the vultures start circling around yeah all the stuff that disneyfy it all the stuff that made williamsburg cool just like also gets like washed away as um they get evicted yeah. Because the rent went up 10 times. Or Vice <laughs> wants to be in their building, so they buy like three. The yeah. Three of the best music venues in Williamsburg were bought up, and now Vice's headquarters are there, which yeah. is like, if that's not ironic. Oh, I remember the first time setting foot in that Vice building being seething with rage because three of my favorite DIY venues closed so they could fucking feel hip. It's you ridiculous. You needed to buy that fucking building, didn't you? What was it? DBA... Death by Audio, 285 Kent, and uh, fuck, what was the other one? Something, Glassland. Yeah, uh, Death by Audio, coolest fucking venue. Oh, yeah, ever. Uh, But also, that documentary about Death by Audio, really fucking good. Highly recommend. Yeah, highly recommend it. It's kind of like a how-to of how to even make a cool DIY venue. 
plus yeah. great music. No, super inspiring. Kind of like that Mao Wolf documentary is, which I don't think you've seen, but that's yeah. really fucking inspiring as well. Anyway, why are we here today? I don't know. You tell me. Okay. You were, I, like, you were like, let's do a podcast, and then you just got in the shower, and I was like, all right. <laughs> well, I think I think what happened was I started getting like super emotional during the inauguration, and mm-hmm. I was like kind of caught up in it, and the um, the poem that Amanda Gordon... I believe that's her name, um, spoke, the Poet Laureate. I was just, like, so caught up in it. I even cried during Jennifer Lopez fucking singing. Mm. Um, maybe I even shed a tear for... Uh, Garth Brooks? Garth Brooks. Did I don't, you? I don't fucking know. And then your mom texts, and she's like, Kamala Harris, first v- female VP, and you just, like... <laughs> This it's just starts to like boil and trigger you in a way that like I totally appreciate and respect and you were starting to tell me why it was making you upset and I was trying to like counter you by being like I'm not a partisan hack but I just realized that this was just such a more I appreciate your perspective and I thought maybe if we put in the context of us talking on the podcast we could be we could have a good time and it could yeah you yeah. know be funny. like like to me i'd rather talk on here than do some charged facebook post or whatever even though a lot more people will see this and react to it and it'll rub them the wrong way than i could ever reach on facebook yeah, you and it just I, feels more appropriate to just like speak the words like they they, they feel less um uh, important you know than when it's like written and you put that thing out there and published this thing yeah right and that's why I was like, instead of us arguing on Discord, which we started to do, because I posted her her reading that poem, because I was like, this, this is art. That's a consciousness shifting thing. Yeah. And I wanted to like celebrate it and share it with people, but you quickly remind me, and I don't think you're wrong, that um, it's like all distractions, and they try to like. It's worse than distractions. It's it's worse. Yeah. Yeah. So what did this all bring up for you? How are you feeling? I just think it's such a privilege to watch this inauguration and get off on it. Mm-hmm. You're in a, if, if you're watching this inauguration and getting off on it, you're in a very privileged position. You must not be one of those 40 million people that lost their jobs and the 30 million that lost their health insurance and the 40 million that are facing eviction and even more than that facing hunger and the 500,000 that are out in the streets tonight. You must be one of those people if you can watch this lame ass transfer of power and fucking get off on it in any way. I think I'm a gullible optimist and I think um, <laughs> Trump has proved him to be such a white supremacist. I'm not saying Joe Biden's not a white supremacist, but oh, he s- is. such a racist stoking the fire of division and in a really sickening, horrible way. And I think we were even saying to each other how four years ago when Trump was being inaugurated, it was like such a fucking sad, creepy, it was. It, it felt like it, it felt like there should have been like droning orchestration under everything. Like, that's, that's what it, that day felt like. And that's what the last four years kind of felt like. And to have someone in there now who pretends to care but i think we'll also move at least some stuff in the needle of the direction that we want we'll see like rejoining paris climate agreement maybe hopefully as he says stopping the xl um keystone pipeline there's stuff like that that you know you're just like whoa we can maybe move slightly forward and not like 100 years backwards Healthcare, please let's talk about this pipeline I'm talking about the Paris Agreement, new neoliberal bullshit, fucking tinkering around while fucking the whole thing burns. All bullshit. You know? 
in a way, Joe Biden scares me more because everybody's going to use this as the excuse to disengage. And at least Trump, like you could see what it was. And it was such an affront to who we thought we are that it um, it rebooted our immune system mm-hmm. a little bit on how to resist, on how to fight back, on how to think critically. So it kind of it, it forced us all to engage a little bit more. And what I what I would have hoped Trump's presidency would have done would have had us more in a mindset of economic populism of saying, oh, wait, because this guy's doing it in such an extreme form, we can see what the elites are trying to do to us. They're trying to divide us amongst any lines that they can. So we don't look up. Right. They want us looking on this spectrum. And that's both sides. Like that's MSB, NBC, and Fox. That's absolutely Democrat and Republican. Absolutely, it's just so obvious that um, by not like <laughs> we need a third party is what I'm thinking. You know, and a fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, endless. Yeah, endless parties. I mean, we need people who represent the people, and that just kind of doesn't even feel within our reach and grasp the direction that we're going if we can't get money out of politics and do some basic things where we're just going to push it till everyone's so desperate that um, I want to think like, oh, we're going to, something's going to change, but it's like, no, we're just going to live in a more like martial law kind of society, Mm -hmm. a totalitarian, you know, um, aggressive. uh, Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling like, but today... I'll say there is part of me. I just like, it's like, can we have like one moment, one moment where we're just like, thank fucking God, this fucking idiot's out. And yeah. he's not, we're not hearing about every fucking goddamn tweet. And he's like rendered hopefully obsolete to most Americans, except for his like sycophants. Mm-hmm. He's not obsolete. I know. He won't be for a while. Yeah. He gave people a container for their anger and that's that's worth a lot in this country yeah he gave them an excuse because people are they're tired they're hungry they're stressed they're overworked they're massively in debt and they're fucking rightfully bitter about it and donald trump said here's a container for all of your anger and rage and it's not the elites in this country it's the other workers Mm-hmm. But it's but it's these ones that are illegal, and right. it's these ones that are lazy. Mm-hmm. He no. gave a container to that stuff. That stuff doesn't easily go away. That doesn't go away in an election. Fucking, you see these hack fucking Mick resistance bullshit. I saw an Amy Siskind tweet the other day. Lest w- w- don't let it be lost that we toppled a dictator. We didn't topple it a dictator i'm pretty sure we fucking democratically just voted some guy out we didn't topple a dictator you see do you see how how it gets like when you take things to such extremes mm-hmm. how, how it starts to be become blind partisan hackery well it's embarrassing like it's embarrassing what the the, the president that i voted for is now going to come to represent like enough good stuff to distract you from all the fucking horrible stuff that they're going to do mm-hmm and um yeah i just i still believe that the transference of wealth that happened under the trump administration is like uh unforgivable and absolutely and if it truly were this administration's first priority would be to 
um, reverse that tax code and those policies. Mm-hmm. They ain't going to do that. They ain't going to touch that. That's not even fucking brought up. No, I know. That's not even brought up that like massive amounts of wealth in this country are there's no taxes paid on it while people suffer no we're not even talking about that it's reprehensible that i mean that's all that trump did that's all he accomplished i mean it's a big accomplishment it's a huge accomplishment. i remember when he was trying to do it saying to myself you think healthcare was hard to get in this country try changing the tax code good luck dude yeah and they fucking did it because Look who fucking is in there. Well, I lo- and I, this is this is like where I get my blood boiling. Is that of course the the guy who's the forerunner of changing the tax code, Paul Ryan, fucking retires. Oh yeah, he, he on full fucking salary pension for the rest of his life, health care for the rest of his life, and it's like this fucking monster. Yeah, and he's on the board of directors of Fox News now. Cush, cush job. Oof. Well, because he's getting rewarded by the uh, the owners of this country for going in there and fighting the good fight on their behalf. Oh, yeah. yeah. And and the thing is, like, like you say, like, oh, they're they're distracting us. It's worse than that. It's worse than just distracting us. They're manufacturing consent mm-hmm. for the endless war and the suffering and the leaving all these people hanging out to dry, which is now in the tens of millions. In the tens of millions. And so, so they're manufacturing consent with that when they bring out Lady Gaga. Oh, look, now we got the Foo Fighters. And here's Garth Brooks. And here's a 22-year-old poet laureate. Great, I'm fucking psyched for all those fucking people. But what you're doing is showing us that you have a good heart. And when we're going to be dropping drone bombs later today on civilians around the world, just know that we also like Lady Gaga. We're here for you. Yeah. Oh, he's got a good heart. Or that Lady Gaga likes us. Yeah. You know, that's more even what it's about. Oh, 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 oh Joe Biden's just one of us. Mm-hmm. He's just one of us. No, he ain't. This guy's been fighting on behalf of fucking grifters his whole career. His whole fucking career. He's probably a fucking rapist. Great. But no, he's our rapist. He's got a D next to his name. Fuck all this shit. Don't buy into it. Don't buy into it. They're trying to hypnotize you. They're trying to ma- manufacture consent for the endless wars. They're trying to manufacture consent for you to fucking go work and be exploited and not get shit for it and have these co- corporations fucking rent your life from you for the lowest prices imaginable in the world. Ugh. Ugh. I'm not going to applaud that. I'm sorry. I don't care how many celebrities he brings out, how touching the speeches are, because I know what it's all to do. It's to placate the masses. I'm not about that. We're not critical thinkers in this country. We take our fucking, our messaging from the media. And unfortunately, who is the media? It's a bunch of millionaires doing the, uh, doing bidding on behalf of billionaires that own them. But they're all part of the 1% and they don't want you thinking about class at all they want you thinking about identity right yep so they will keep identifying enemies for you i'm such a sucker i just want i guess i don't know we all are we're all fucking suckers yeah we're all suckers we're all suckers when we're saying we're saying oh man i miss obama what what about it do you miss what about it do you miss someone yeah, Do you exactly know that this motherfucker deported 3 million people? Do you know who one of them was? 
Yeah, we were talking about this as well. MF Doom, who just died. He needed to get back into this country to get services to deal with his health. We wouldn't let him. And this is where he spent most of his life. This and is where he spent most of his life. He was on an life. international tour, on a sixth international tour, and then he, they wouldn't let him back into the country. Yeah. And he died trying to get back into this country and under under the Biden-Obama policies, he was locked out. And Joe Biden is playing his music at the inauguration to try to appear woke. Mm-hmm. Oof. Leave our fucking artists alone. Leave our people alone. Stop it. This is how they fucking manufacture consent. This is how they placate the masses. This is how they get you going back to brunch as opposed to fighting for fucking health care and living wages. This is how they fucking get your mind off of all that shit. Oh, we're in good hands now. He played MF Doom at the inauguration. Yes. Fuck you. Leave us alone. Leave that poor 22-year-old poet laureate alone. Leave her out of it. Those are the people's words. I, Fuck this. I was watching it, though, and it really did. Like I could feel the power of her words, and I could feel the consciousness shift happen within like a collective thing. And I had a moment of, of just appreciation and realization of the power of poetry, the power of art mm-hmm. and the importance of her plat, that platform in that time to reach probably the most people ever. Absolutely. And yeah. I was grateful for that moment and it does end. Maybe. No, I, I can dig it when I think of it as like a sub- subversive act on her part. For that's sure. Totally. For sure. Totally. And that's where like, I believe in the class war, but I also do navigate that identity and representation is so important in this world and having a diverse cabinet of different perspectives is so important and but, but that's the thing you're mistaking different perspectives for different skin colors and genders those aren't different perspectives they don't get there if they have a different perspective they pick the ones that will behave themselves kamala harris called joe biden a racist in the first democratic debate well, maybe, maybe. <laughs> what changed? <laughs> what, what fucking changed? Well, every, every. They talked to her. She said, I'll behave myself and I'll, I'll represent women and Indian women and women of color or whatever. And, uh, you know, that's what my mom was texting us about today. She's like very emotional, you know, first woman of color, vice president, this and that. And I, I, just, I couldn't help myself. I was like, great. Now women are going to be represented at the highest levels to deny us health care. Awesome. Finally, a woman's going to get to deny us health care. This isn't an alternative perspective. I think dual things can exist and barriers can be broken that could lead. Like, look, there was never there weren't we weren't going to have a a true progressive in there, no matter their skin color. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't open up doorways and and waves of seeing what's possible. And that having every president having been white until Obama like affects the psyche of our country. And we like this this idea like Pompeo the other day saying like multiculturalism is an affront to our society is Mm -hmm. like so sickening that uh, it's so reptilian. That it's just like it's it's right there. It's it's for you to see. It's not even hidden. They're not even dog whistling anymore. No, they're not. But people believe that, and people think of that as a way to think and a way to see the world. And this like white power bullshit is like so becoming more prevalent because we are allowing the space where people are being elected and saying such horrendous things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I don't know. I just like, I don't disagree with you though. I'll say like, I don't disagree with I you. I try not to blame individuals. I try not to blame, um, even necessarily the people perpetuating the acts. I just try to think about the system that produced all this and the system that produced these last four years, this wasn't a flaw in the system. This was exactly where it was headed all mm. along. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is what happens when you have a country and an economy based on the exploitation of labor. <laughs> yeah, to the point where now $15 an hour is a joke. Like the, the, li the cost of living has gone up so much that, well, even when the cost of, um, when, when people's wages haven't gone up. So, so it's like you, even fifteen dollars $15 an hour is like what thirty one thousand dollars a year. Mm -hmm. Like, and people are pissed about the idea that someone might get paid fifteen dollars an hour. I'm pissed that they would that that's all we're fighting for. Oh no, what we're fighting for is the four twenty sixty nine work week, four days max, twenty hours, sixty nine dollar minimum wage, four twenty sixty nine. Spread the word. I love that. Did you did you just come up uh, with that? No, I I saw a meme, but I was like, it's it's something worth fighting for. It's it's worth like putting a stake in the ground. Like, yeah, that's the goal. That's the goal. That's what we're fighting for. I love that. For twenty sixty nine. I love that, and that makes so much sense. And would increase productivity. Would increase morale. Would increase. I mean, if people could get a living wage, they wouldn't be focused on who's fucking them. Yeah. Or being misunderstood where they're getting fucked from. It's not because there's not a bigger wall between us and Mexico. No, but you understand why, like, none of this is an accident. No, I know. <laughs> I know, I know. And, and it's crazy, like, we have a country, like, I come out and it's like, uh, J-Lo singing, fucking this land is our land, this land is your land. Like, that's fucking an embarrassment. That's such an embarrassment. This is stolen land. And we can't wrap our heads around that fact. So we scramble to create a history of our own and the history, of course, that we create for ourselves. And if you listen to Joe Biden's speech today, it stuck with this is American exceptionalism, American innocence. He literally said the words, America has never failed. And then very slowly after that said, when we work together, <laughs> when we work together. America has never failed when we work together. Why can't we work together on getting everyone, on transcending the idea of class? Is that that radical? Is it that crazy? Yeah, to a lot of people it is because I think... I don't think it should be. I mean, I was reading the other day about how there's like kind of a difference in, in how you see the world based on like if you are more like egocentric um perspective of like like your egocentric victimhood mm -hmm. where it's like you feel like you you're personally a victim of what's going on versus feeling like your class is a victim of what's going that's on that's what it's about mm -hmm. starting to look at everyone as your brothers and sisters mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no matter what color they are no matter what gender they are no matter what they're identifying as in that moment they're your brothers and sisters, and you stand in solidarity with them, no matter what fucking fake-ass border they're, which side of some fake-ass border they're on that we invented. You know, all the all these things that we're, we're meant to, we look down on people for. We look down on them for, for uh, other religions. We look down on them for being in another country, for being another skin color. This is all American exceptionalism. That's the education that anyone listening to this that was that was uh, 
raised in American public schools, that's what you get fed. Well, We've what, never fucked up. I mean, We've just helped the world. We, we are the best country this world has ever known. We're 200 years old. Who the fuck are we? We're 200 years old. We stole this land and basically incorporated it. Let's do business. Let's do slavery. Like, yeah. fuck. And we don't have any history to hang our hats on. So what people do, who have been pushed into desperation, they, they want some, a history to hang their hats on. So they're creating one of white supremacy. And I understand. I understand. I don't blame those individuals. I think they're a victim of hypnosis. And by our school system, by our media, yeah, they didn't by get the military-industrial complex, by corporations. You strip the education system. No one gets a, a real education. They don't know shit about what's going on, so they cling to the easiest thing, the closest thing to them, which is their uh, identity, yeah. their race identity or whatever it I, is. I think that the, the, the best and only thing our fucking education system should be focused on is critical thinking and the arts. Everything else will work itself out. Well, science pump, and math. Pump maybe. the amount of, of resources and energy that we do into national defense and the military industrial complex into our education here to, to educating people, to housing them, to feeding them, to making sure everyone has a job. We could, Joe Biden right now, today, could nationalize the payroll of this country. And everyone that was fucking fired, like us, everyone that lost everything, like us, would be 100% compensated for it. That's what they're doing in Japan. That's what they're doing in many other fucking advanced nations. We consider ourselves better than those places. <laughs> yeah, that's a joke. What a joke. What a fucking joke. And that's the whole thing. They won't do that. They won't pump the money into education and producing critical thinkers because it will end the military-industrial complex. It'll end the American empire the way we know it. We won't be able to... Because we won't be creating these kind of scared, non-critical thinkers, we won't be able to fucking perpetuate all this fucking madness. Because diplomacy would become the name of the game. Respect. Restoring dignity to people. Restoring sovereignty to these nations that we bully around. We overthrow their leaders. We go in there and we clear space for business to do what they need to do, which is horrendous. Which is poisoning people and exploiting them and killing them. We got... we. We got to fight. We got to fight. And I hate that, that Joe Biden's election represents a mass. <sighs> All right. We can go back to not thinking about our fucking president. Man, that is what they wanted. That's why they wanted Joe Biden in there. Because he ran on nothing. Mm -hmm. And we came out in masses to put this guy in. And sadly, you know who put him there? Black people. Mm -hmm. And he ain't going to do shit for them. No. And, and we're about to... Because I think a lot of people are hanging their hopes on, on Joe Biden that everything's going to be well, fixed. Well, they won't fucking, he won't fucking stoke fucking uh, public lynchings where it feels like that's what fucking Trump was doing. Mm -hmm. Okay, sorry, I just wanted to say that. The bare minimum. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, it, it just sucks because I, I think um, that that's almost like perpetuating the media's narrative. No, but that's what happened. That's what it's not the media's narrative. I saw, I see, I see with my own eyes, people going, wanting to hang people, wanting to kill people. Yeah. I see that. I see their AK forty sevens. I see it. Mm -hmm. I see the anger. I see the fucking racism. I see the uh, 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 blue lives matter bullshit. I see the like Auschwitz camp T shirts. I see all of it. Mm -hmm. That's like I'm. That's true. No, it's all been emboldened. And the, yeah, that didn't. And it's happen. all by design. Yeah.
It's all by design. And I feel bad for those motherfuckers that got caught up in, in QAnon or BlueAnon. It's the same fucking thing. It's the same fucking thing. Did you hear Did you hear this recording of Hillary Clinton calling Nancy Pelosi saying, we need to investigate Donald Trump with a 9-11 style commission and we need to pull all of our resources together to make sure that that we know what he was doing with Putin. To what, to serve her ego? To serve her ego? Homegirl, you fucking lost to Donald Trump. The easiest, most winnable election in history, you lost because you offered the people nothing but more neoliberal bullshit. Mm-hmm. And she wants to be a victim of, oh no, it's because I'm a woman. It's no, because of it's, it's Putin. It's because of Trump. It's because of Russia. It's because, eh, no, sorry. It's because you didn't offer nothing. M- weed. Yeah. Federally legalizing marijuana. Yes. I think she could have won on one thing. One thing. One she little thing. Won anything. If she would have talked about healthcare. Yeah. Could have had it. She could. We. She could have been president. Well, fuck it. We dodged a bullet and we had to go through. <laughs> a. We had to go through. Um, a collective sickness and it, 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 we really did. I don't think we dodged a bullet. I don't. I just personally don't believe that. I, I believe we fucking got shot by a bullet. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that, uh, yeah. So I think it's. The, but I think this conversation is incredibly interesting because I, I th- where the where sh- I I want to stay more informed. I think you and I, like when Trump's president, we're just like, holy shit! This is such a madman, fucking egotistical, corporatist, fucking creepazoid. That like you're just like everything he does for the most part is just like so horrendous that you're just like oh it's like overstimulating and then with Biden you can at least be like holding him accountable in a way that he pretends to have these moral ideals and we're gonna be like yeah but th- this is how you move. But our why country are you still morally. caging kids? Like seriously, that could end today. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Why is there still um uh why are we still allowing um, people to be executed in this country? that's illegal you know war is illegal too (laughs) why are we still doing that why are we going to continue the bombing why are we going to under biden see surges of troops Mm -hmm. surges you know that was that was one good thing trump was trying to do is get the troops out of places and they fucking came up with everything that they could to to make him not be able to do that how about trump's piddly little twelve hundred dollar check is now gonna seem like a generous gift because we're not gonna get shit from biden nope and you know what he literally did on the eve of the uh the very important senate election down in uh georgia he went down there and he said to the people he said you're voting for two thousand dollars if you vote for these two you're gonna get two thousand dollars what did he immediately do as soon as they got in there. Take it back. Take it back. No, we meant 1400 because you already got 600 You know how it took nine months for you to get that, that $600? We're just going to add 1400 So 1400 plus 600 equals 2000 right? No, motherfucker, you owe us two grand. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. You owe every one of us motherfucking two grand. And what's the first thing that newly elected Senate Majority Leader um, uh, Schumer, Chuck Schumer did? He said, I want to work with McConnell. I want to work with McConnell. How do we create a dual power system here? How do we provide cover for the Democrats so when we do nothing, we don't get blamed? They think that they're going to be able to seduce Republican voters or something. Well, I know that the the Republicans and the Democrats have the same agenda, and and that's truly partly the thing. But it also is like they have this. They're just such fucking spineless pieces of crap. They neither one of them. Neither one of them want power. The Republicans don't want power, neither the Democrats. 
they want to, and they do it very effectively, provide cover for each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When Democrats are feckless and can't do anything and don't fight for us, they blame the Republicans or Russia. You know, and the other way around, when when the Republicans can't get anything done for the people, wasn't that Donald Trump's big promise, I'm going to get you health care? He did nothing about that. Nothing. Nothing. He let people suffer. More people are without health care today than when he came in. More people are without jobs. It was the most jobs lost ever during any presidency. Yeah. The desperation in this country, the despair is at an all-time peak. I don't know what the fuck we're celebrating today. I want to see action. I want to see real progressive action, but we're not going to. We're going to hear instead excuses. We're going to hear about how the Democrats are still somehow the victims of Mitch McConnell. They want to work with him. They want to work with him because the same people put them there. The same fucking people put them there. And, that, you know, I think that's something a lot of people can't wrap their heads around. And, and you know, God bless them, but, like, the boomers and a lot of their children have made Donald Trump the center of their world. And now there's going to be a vacuum there. And they're just going to fill it with fucking more bullshit as opposed to waking up and seeing what's really going on. Because our hearts can't handle it. Our hearts can't handle it. The people who are celebrating today, the people who are in that privileged position... Their hearts rightfully cannot handle the idea that they can't do anything for the people suffering. It kills us. It fucking kills us. We'd much rather tell a nicer story. You'd much rather tell a nicer story. Well, I, I just want to have my 20 minutes of like, <sighs> yeah. yeah, but here's the thing. It's I don't even minutes. need that. Yeah. I don't even, I don't need that. Like, because <sighs> there's never been a moment in American history, uh, not a day in this country that has that hasn't been completely reprehensible because we don't deal with our shadow and we never will and that's where american exceptionalism and american innocence comes from and it's fucking an embarrassment for people like ourselves that try to live their life that try to at least with some dignity it's hard it's hard to live a dignified life in america because of the shit you got to do to get by because of the motherfucking rapists you have to vote for to avoid complete catastrophe they will make this election, the one before it, the one before that, and everyone for the rest of the time existential. It's all existential. You're voting for the same thing no matter who you vote for, but it's existential, right? Cool. They got us really worked up. Well, it's just like you can see it by um, just the, the distribution of wealth, you know, uh, whether I, th- I believe around 60 years ago, uh, people under 40, under 45 had like 40% of uh, the wealth in America. Mm-hmm. Now it's like four point something percent, mm-hmm. you know, it's yeah. like people were just, they were saddled with debt. Uh, there's not really a pathway forward. People with money just make fucking endless amounts more money. Yeah. You know, uh, the people, rich are richer than ever. Oh my God. It's like never enough. No. The greed is never enough. It never will be. And it's like, what is the fucking, he's fucking Bezos making $13 million a fucking day or an hour or Elon something. Elon Musk is even more rich than oh, him. Oh, oh, it's so gross yeah. and scary because it's like, we have to satisfy the greed of like, I don't know, a thousand people mm-hmm. while we let millions of people yeah. not know where they're going to get their next paycheck meal, ba- whether they can afford their ins- insulin, whether they can get their car payment, whether they can get their headlight fixed. You know, it's like the level of desperation that we allow to go on in this country to satiate the insatiable 
is yeah. just um, enough to drive you insane and want to have little moments of celebration and relief that show like that you just I just want to have a, a little set because it's like you say it's like too much to bear mm-hmm. you know but that doesn't that doesn't mean it's like uh... yeah it'll be really really I'm I'm nervous I guess about this next year because mm-hmm. uh we're being put in a very desperate situation where we're told we can't work or we need to be in a certain way but they're not giving any financial support there's no if there's going to be support to anyone it's going to be the landlords not the uh renters mm-hmm. or the people who have like mortgages or whatever it is it's uh and this, and this is it's like you, know. you fucked yourself it's like i we literally just got fucked and i you know because we didn't have a year worth of savings it's our fault a year worth of savings more it's been just more than a year <laughs> it's, it's crazy yeah yeah, and and here's the thing: this story isn't new. In, to, in the 2008 financial crisis, when Obama was being elected, Black America lost 90 percent of its wealth. It hasn't been recovered. Mm. What did Obama do? He bailed out the industries. He didn't bail out the people. He bailed out the industries. Bernie Madoff stole all this money from a bunch of rich people. And they recovered it all. He's sitting in prison and they recovered it all. Accountability for certain people in society. Justice for certain people. Justice for the rich. Rugged individualism for the rest of us. Figure it out, man. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Black America lost 90% of its wealth. Secretly, they're all like, yes, we got them. We got them just where we want them. Look at these lazy pieces of shit. It's fucked up. And and this financial crisis is going to make that one look like a fucking joke. Mm. We're not, we didn't recover from that one and we're not going to recover from this. But now that there's a Democrat in there, we can all breathe a sigh of relief. Get the fuck out of here. Hold this motherfucker accountable. Joe Biden is now officially our enemy because this empire is our enemy because it's killing our brothers and sisters around the world. And it's perpetuating and a in system. this country, and of, of, especially in this country, this is part of this world. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's killing us. The perpetuation of neoliberal policies, the cheering on of this fucking bullshit incrementalism, is not the path. And that's that's probably why we were getting into it today. <laughs> what do you think the path is? Like, what? Like, do you, do you have a sense of? I mean, we need to dismantle this empire. We need to dismantle capitalism and we need to do it with power because power concedes nothing without demand and it's not going to concede anything to anything that's not of equal power. That's just the way it works. That's just like simple shit. So we need to be powerful. We need to start organizing. We need to find our fucking tribes. Yeah, I wish uh, I wish celebrities instead of like, the, I just wish there was some voice who could be like, everyone go on strike like i will take responsibility i will you can me i'm saying it but general someone, strike someone general that strike everyone, would change this country that if everyone listened to it's like okay we need a living wage everyone's on strike yeah everyone and you're fucking failing your brothers and sisters if you don't join that mm-hmm. well and you know it. you know what they do to people that say those kind of things they lock them up. No, worse. They assassinate you them. You get assassinated. 
because that's what Martin Luther King was saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And not only that, we conveniently whitewash that from his legacy. Yeah, he was all about love. I mean, he was, yeah. Yeah. but like in like love. He was all about revolution. Yeah. Bob Marley was all about revolution. He was also all about love. But what are the things that, that we, how have we whitewashed his legacy? You know, this is what happens. Well, I think it's incumbent upon us to, to uh, like, see through the bullshit mm-hmm. and realize, you know, we have to educate ourselves, you uh, know? We got to slay our inner capitalist. Yeah. We have to slay the thing inside of each of one of us that has been trained and programmed to look at each other like competition. You need to reverse that. It starts at home. We always talk about this. It's, like, really simple stuff. Once you can start to inhabit that part of your being, that is not threatened by by other people. That's not looking that at them as your competition. That's not looking at the world through this false lens of scarcity. That can spread outwards. You know, we we could build a community that stands outside of capitalism and capitalist values. I think we're trying to do that. It's very small, but imagine a whole bunch of people are trying to do things like that. We render this obsolete. We overgrow the government. We don't over, over, don't overthrow it. We overgrow it. We render it obsolete by just doing something that is much more in line with our spirit as people. And it's, it's so far beyond time to get into that mindset. And now is the time to do it. Now's not the time to party it up because we toppled the dictator. We didn't fucking do shit. Now's the time to fight for each other. Well, we're going to have no other choice because it's not like... Okay, January 20th, everything's better. No, people don't have money in their bank accounts. People don't have an idea of when they can go back to work. You know, it's not, yeah, we don't have, (laughs) yeah, we're speaking personally, but it is a collective thing right now. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I think what we have ahead of us is is actually a lot of work to do, and it's it's unavoidable, Mm -hmm. you know, for most Americans, because uh, it's it's not any less real now. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, what were you saying to me this morning that people are more scared of each other in this country than they are of the virus? Yeah, there was a there was like a huge poll done. It's so alarming, but you could have predicted the results like uh, where some ridiculous amount, like over 70 percent of Americans agree that the biggest threat to 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 them is other people in this country. Mm hmm. Not coronavirus, not some external threat, not an asteroid, none of this stuff. It's the other people in this country. So, you know, the elites have effectively done their job of individuating us. They have they have kept us separate. Yeah, and it's so funny because when you say that to me, I'm like, yes, I'm so much more scared right now of a fucking lunatic with an AK-47 yeah. white supremacist me piece too. of shit than I am of like... That it, that I mean, Me being too. in New York, I'm not as scared about it, but it is really scary because I'm I'm scared of people I love that I don't know being hurt by mm-hmm. fucking incensed racists. Yeah, you know, like that's so fucking scary. Mm-hmm. And so, it, but then they're doing it because they're scared, and it's just like it yeah. just fucking repeats. Yeah. You just try to be love and try to carry some sense of the truth, and you can feel it. Yeah, I, I, and I think that's just all I'm tapping into is that despite what's going on, I do, I do feel a consciousness shift happening. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think it's slow, but it's it's happening. We are waking up to 
I mean, you can follow a conspiracy there is conspiracy down so many rabbit holes or beyond that, but you know, you can't help but be confronted with truth along the way. Mm-hmm. You know that things aren't maybe the way you think they are, but you know, paranoia isn't necessarily the path, but love and understanding and acceptance. Acceptance. Yeah. Allows for a path forward, you know of taking care of your body, taking care of your family, taking care of your friends, taking care of your brothers and sisters, wanting to live in a just, compassionate society that looks out for each other and prioritizes solutions over... Platitudes. Um, platitudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think we're going to get most of with this with this administration? Man, a lot of platitudes really... while the cops still keep killing us, while we still keep dropping drone bombs, while we still keep executing people, while we still keep starving our own people and miseducating them and putting them deeply in debt everything that joe the, the the meager little tiny little scraps of things he did promise us he's gone back on already he can erase student loan debt today instead we'll get a couple more months of you not having to pay your student loan debt but the, but it hasn't gone down at all Oof. yeah oh that makes me so angry it makes me so angry yeah. all of it yeah all of it and it's just so uh, short-sighted because these corporatists and, and people in power and the lobbyists, if we put money into the economy, it would go up. Of course. It never trickles down, though. And people don't care. They're like, I'm It always go. trickles up. It's like, that's what I was saying to you the other day. I was like, kind of un- like, why are people who make $200,000 a year going to get $2,000 checks? Like, I was actually kind of frustrated. I was like, I want this to be... Um, more fairly distributed but i think you were trying to explain that to me in a way that made sense to me because you were like it's too complicated and that i'm like kind of on a slippery slope of like who's deserving of um no everyone deserves it you pay taxes in this country you live in this country you were born in this country but rich people don't really pay taxes you know what i mean trump paid 750 dollars in taxes you know Mm -hmm. what i mean i don't want him getting a two thousand dollar check like i like i'm kind of i'm kind of like fuck you you know yeah yeah no i know what you mean i know what you mean but I, i don't think we can think like that because that that same line of thinking is how is what they the elites use to make sure that we don't alleviate student debt Mm-hmm. Well, I fucking paid off my student debt. Why the hell should you get out of this? Right. What the fuck, you piece of shit? That's what my aunts and uncles are like. I'm like, your student debt was two thousand dollars. I know. You went to I school know. in the seventies. I know. What are you talking about? Yeah, I was able to pay for college. It's like yeah, yeah. You it was like a thousand dollars a semester, not fucking seventy thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. You don't deserve fifteen dollars an hour. I had to fucking work for seven twenty-five an hour. I made it. I made it work. That's yeah, when just rents part were of it. fucking eight hundred dollars, not eighteen hundred or twenty-eight hundred yeah. or whatever it is now. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it's enough to fucking get your blood boiling. Yeah, but I think there's a lot of um, like light at the end of the tunnel. Like you see it in like communities coming together and people having each other's backs and wanting to find. Um, people who you see the world like or just even like an expanded awareness about what mlk what my um what he stood for what he expressed his anti-capitalist uh views you know there is like it just does feel like it's permeating permeating like black lives matter the movement and understanding being able to see all the injustices like there is there is being light shown on the shadow oh totally totally it's up to us though 
if we're going to use it to wake up or use it to go further back to sleep and further into our separation. And you never know with Americans. Like, it, like to me, this just seems like such an opportunity for us to wake up that if we don't take it this time, I just don't know what could help. I don't know what else could cause that because we said it on a podcast a year ago. It's crazy. Us and Nick Powers got on a podcast way before we even heard of coronavirus and we talked about what it's going to take to get us all back on the same page. And we basically predicted coronavirus. And it didn't work, though. And so you're like, oh, it doesn't have to be some environmental disaster that makes people think climate change is real or that, you know, yeah, yeah. What, what is it going to be? And it's just like, honestly, people will justify their way out of anything to reinforce that the beliefs they already have. Which is usually victimhood. Mm-hmm. Which is usually victimhood. And I don't know, you can only be a victim if you admit defeat. And I don't like that. I don't like that. What could defeat our divine spirits? Nothing. What could we be a victim then of? Because we have the power. We can change it. And we can, we can change it by changing our minds and holding space and allowing other people to, to c come to that same realization that we realize. You, you know, you just think about the moments in your life that radicalize you. Mm-hmm. You, you know, and, and maybe that's why we differ. Maybe that's why I am a little bit more radicalized than you. Yeah. Because you know, like I say to people, I'm like, "Yo, don't say fucking anything um, against Medicare for all unless you've gone bankrupt from a medical calamity. Like it ain't your business. Mm -hmm. It ain't your business. Those people are fighting for that shit for a reason. You know. Yeah, I think that's really fair because that is like a place in which my privilege does come in and like the lack of hardship I've seen within having to deal with the medical industry or losing someone close to me or having someone incarcerate, incarcerated. I would say the same thing about that. Don't don't fucking, um, you know, cheer on the drug war or mass incarceration unless you've lost a family member to it. Well, just don't just like that. It, that ain't your fucking business. Either that or stand in solidarity with the people who are fighting for the right fucking thing. Have you had a family member have to suffer behind bars because they had a problem with drugs? No? Okay. Maybe stand in solidarity with the people that have. Yeah, I, and I, I think that I do. I want to. I feel like I do. No, but absolutely. I definitely do get caught up in the moment of like, yeah, I'm totally, I can totally be like a neoliberal hack that believes that if Hillary Clinton was president that we'd be much better off and maybe I'm wrong, you know, but I, I do... I do want, I, I hate that she's a war hawk and I hated so that she didn't Biden. offer anything. I hate this about both of them, but I do, I do believe some of the shit they spew, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That they do care about working families, that they do want to see America. They, they wouldn't, it wouldn't have that tax, co that tax break for the wealthy wouldn't necessarily have passed under a Hillary administration. You know what I mean? No fucking way. And that's why people hate the Democrats is because they want more taxes and want more government and all this The stuff. transfer of wealth would have still happened. It would have just been under a different policy. It wouldn't have been as so blatant. Yeah. Because they, because they don't have their hooks in us in that way. They have their hooks in us in another way. You know, the transfer of wealth happened under Obama. He just did it in the form of bailouts. Totally. It all, it totally. always happens. It, it always happens. They're just going to fucking cloak it in something else to keep their voters. They placate us, and it's a fucking joke. And until we wake up to that fact, we're going to still slightly keep believing in the things that they do. It's like I, I heard Jimmy Dore talking about it. He's like, he's like, it's there's people in this country that believe in professional wrestling. 
and he equates that to our politics, you know? Yeah, well, the outcome's already decided. The outcome's decided. <laughs> the same person owns both those wrestlers. They go out there and have a fake fight, and the, the person that owns them decided who was going to win and how it was all going to play out and all the drama surrounding and, it. And, but it's, and Biden puts it's a better determined. face on it. And it's so yeah, funny. Yeah, that's all. Biden just put a better face on all and this. I, and, I, and I, people really, I think, believed that Trump was going to drain the swamp or, yeah, you know. I know. I feel bad for them. I feel bad for them because that does sound good. It did sound good. That it, sounded good. It was like that would, you, that's what that's what won him the election. That shit really fucking. Yeah. No, I see people online though being like, "You didn't fucking even drain the swamp," you know. But no. but what he did do is incite you know anger and uh, yeah, just put white supremacy out in the open. Like obviously we live in a white white supremacist nation. We all have it within us, and it's so like ingrained in the fabric of our society. But he, he just like brought it to the surface in a way of like, let's be proud of it. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's gross. It's gross. And and, and um, when, when I talk about manufacturing consent, when you start to notice how many different ways they have to do that, and that's all they're doing all the time, you start to not consent to any of it. Well, that's like Noam Chomsky, who who came up with this idea, uh, talks about sports teams and like Mm -hmm. video games and fucking Facebook. And it's like all this idea of, um, yeah, the the game's rigged. The game is fucking rigged and it's going to turn out, it's it's going to, the outcome is going to be war and bloodshed and exploitation and the already extremely wealthy getting more wealthy. That's the outcome every time. So we can keep rooting on the wrestlers like we have a fucking, like a say in it or or a stake in the thing. We don't. Look who Joe Biden surrounded himself with already. His cabinet is a bunch of corporate lobbyists. Those are not the people that are going to deliver to us what we need to get back on our feet. Yeah, I think the... Who, don't, who cares? Okay. Do you have someone coming over right now? I don't believe so. Cool. Fuck them. I mean, it's... it's. Cool. I'm going to smoke a bowl for Joe Biden. Fucking asshole. Won't legalize cannabis. Would have been the easy... It could be the easiest thing to do. It could be the most popular policy of all time. The motherfucker won't, won't legalize cannabis. <laughs> um, I was going to say something. I'm sorry I had to open that. I do think... I think I don't think that someone coming up here, but um, oh, sorry. Can I have a little bit of that? I think you need it. This is how you don't consent. A little cannabis to shake the mind up. Well, you just you you're not consenting to their laws and the way they want you thinking. And you're going to take your medicine, whether it's illegal or not. Yeah, most definitely. Mm-hmm. And you're going to especially help since I don't trust their medicine. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. And that's like where I can get behind. On, on there's a lot of people who like. It's this interesting world of like questioning. I think questioning doctors and the medical institution is important. You know, there's like, but it's also respecting well, is- scientists and people who have studied stuff is important too. So it's like. It's become such a um, world of obstacles and yeah. confusion, and I don't know what to we're, think we're, anymore. We're um, we're a nation of know-it-alls who don't know shit, and we're addicted to the idea that we know something, and we're not critical thinkers, but we so yearn to be 
that all that gets channeled into conspiracy theory. And we can't transcend it because it's a layer of consciousness that a lot of people get caught in. And we can't transcend conspiracy theory. But if you look at the roots what of, a lot of, the, of what a lot of the conspiracy theories we buy into are, it is to keep us in this fucking nonsensical, paranoid state of otherization and making other people your enemy, making them your problem. Not the systems that are producing the people. Not the systems that are keeping us enslaved, but other people. Yoy. Yeah, it's interesting because like, I, I, I think... I don't want to say enemy number one because I think that's what we're trying to transcend is the, this idea of enemies. But you kind of just... You want the people that you elect to represent you to actually represent you. And it feels like that's where the divide has happened, where we're fighting to get someone in there over identity because we don't want a fucking white supremacist in there anymore. Yeah. You know, so we like, we, we fight for this. We show up, we go to the polls, we bring people together and then they get in there and they don't even represent the people. We want someone that's not outwardly racist to perpetuate the endless wars. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure yeah yeah I, we need we need a president with a black lives matter bracelet to kill a million iraqis right okay we we need a woman of color to deny us health care but that's what we really need we just need we just need other perspectives represented get the fuck out of here it's fucking bullshit man it's bullshit and when it really comes down to it and and that like to me this is me honoring my inner anarchist do we need this hierarchy of power? Do we really need that? Because if we had trust in each other, we wouldn't even need this system. We've pointed our faith in this system, and we've given it a lot of power over the last 200 plus years. Like the Constitution is like some holy scripture that can't be questioned. But what was that thing designed to do? To keep certain people down and to keep the owners of this country rich. Yeah. That's that. Peace and love. <laughs>